0: welcome to the thought leader podcast i'm dr ken and i'm randy baker and on the thought leader podcast we search the world for interesting and fascinating and sometimes remarkably smart guests who are going to challenge the way you think they're going to inform you of things that you may not have thought about, and they're going to ignite your imagination as we discuss all sorts of topics. All right, without further ado.
1: So Steve, I feel like I have to dive in. Since folks can't see you, I feel like you have to describe to us that beautiful record hanging up there on the wall and give us a story about the background on that.
2: Yes, uh, well, I used to work for a division of Warner Brothers where I traveled around with musical acts for a long, long time. I was actually one of the f- number employee number five when I started and left with employee 500. But during that time, I worked with people such as the Eagles, and that's what that platinum album is from. Paul Simon, Jimmy Buffett toured on La La Posa for years. Many, many, many other acts just all over the world. And you were the guy who tuned the guitars? no i was actually the guy you know doing selling all the merchandise making the bands a lot of money mm, Gosh. nice cool so that's why Maybe. it kind of led into what i do nowadays making people money all right i can't let that go
1: yet so so tell us the <laughs> tell us the business strategy behind those tables outside the concerts the the booths the, the merch all that because that's obviously changed a bunch over the years mm-hmm. but what did that look like back in the day and how did that sort of change underneath you?
2: Yeah, I mean, when I I started developing some process improvement strategies because, you know, tours like the Eagles, we're doing some insane kind of numbers a night and it's all in cash, very little credit cards because of just the processing speeds and the terminals. It was just not conducive of it. So we had to find out ways to check in and out of merchandise from the tables and bring it all back in, put it all together in a fast and efficient manner. So I started working on some strategies with some of the venues, improving their operations. Next thing you know, we're taking what used to take about eight to 10 hours to check out after a show. We're now getting it down to two to three hours which saved money for everyone. Everyone was happier because now they can go home after a very, very long day. They're usually like 24 hour days. So it started saving money and we became more efficient. And then I started developing a an Excel program to do how I'm projecting sales on every single size, every single item. And I could know what to bring in the venue with a little bit of over to keep everything stocked. And at the end of the night, it usually started hitting right on the numbers. So I started projecting our shows pretty much down to the shirt. Wow. And how many shirts was it uh, per night? <laughs> uh, with the Eagles, we were actually breaking er- almost every venue record for per head merchandise sales.
1: So it was. Quite a bit. What was the best selling shirt? Was it was there like a certain graphic or a certain phrase?
2: Yeah, they had one that was all five of them standing in a field. That was like their <laughs> the most popular one. But it had all the tour dates on the back. So that was the, the key to it. Nice. Nice. Cool. I'm, I'm sorry
1: to
0: have digressed here, Randy. I I, I
1: uh, got I'm, all...
0: I'm gonna jump right in there on the business side because now Steve he sounds like a Geico commercial yeah <laughs> forty five minutes could save you ten k or more. Yes, is that your thing now? you you help businesses save money and you're offering forty five k forty five minute call to do it what's What's the story?
2: Yeah, well, now I brought in proprietary software and right at the end of the last year, but now I'm actually proven that we can uncover it's usually now anywhere from ten thousand to over a hundred thousand dollars of hidden annualized revenue that they've been sitting on in their business. And we could do it all in about 45 minutes. And we do it right in front of them. So we're not like grabbing numbers and making up stuff. We're asking real questions about their business, real strategies. And then afterwards, it's kind of like, well, now our software even gives us an implementation guide that which we can handle to get them that money. So now we have a strategy right after that. So it's not just uncover the money and have a nice day. Uncover the money. Now let's go get that money.
0: So where's the... um... Where's the most common place where money is falling through the cracks or profits are disappearing?
2: I think the biggest thing is because I focus on primarily with small business owners and it's their marketing. Number one, hands down, right in front of them, something that they do every day. It's usually filled with a lot of platitudes and it's not resonating with their target market. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to be everything to everyone and afraid of losing a sale when they should be focusing on who they're really serving and what their problems and needs are, but they're not saying that in their message and then they wonder why all their marketing efforts are not working, that needs to be cleaned up. Along with, they're not capturing their consumers or their inquiries, prospects, information to do drip campaigns, which is very simple to set up nowadays. It's really easy nowadays. Along with other things like, even their market-dominating position. And we've all been there. We've all asked someone at a networking event or anywhere in the world, what do you do for a living, right? And they always give us a title. Well, that doesn't hook me to want me to buy your services. But who are you? What, do you, what problems do you solve and for whom? Now you got me a little bit more intrigued.
0: So this falls somewhat into, into Kent's area with branding and personal branding particularly We're very big on reputation capital, on the reputation that the owner or the executives running the business have and how that impacts uh, sales and valuations and all sorts of things. Um, But Kent's the branding guy. Kent, what do you see uh, in branding, personal branding in businesses that Steve kind of alluded to? Well, I'll
1: deflect back to Steve, um, but in terms of for me, it's the skeleton key to the kingdom, right? It's the it's the sneaky sort of sneaky peat back end, the back door to things that no one else is people aren't taking care of as much. It's like the uh, it's like the merch table to a concert, right? Where it's the it's the sneaky place that all the revenue is made for the band. Was that too metaphorical?
2: No, I mean it, it's a whole strategy. We actually put those tables in certain locations for certain reasons, knowing how people operate. When you walk into a, any room, what's the first thing you do? Well, 97% of the people look right. So it's just an, we don't even realize we're shame. doing it. <laughs> it's just natural. Lefties look, well, left. <laughs> it's just natural. And so we used to even put like our, the sellers that we wanted to get rid of up on the upper right corners of the boards. we knew the strategy. (laughs) That's just the way we humans are. So it's a science and same thing in business. If you don't know your target market, you're just trying to do the shotgun blast out there. Whereas I prefer a sniper rifle. You're much more effective.
1: So Steve, who are you? So speaking of personal brand and so on, how did you stumble into this? Are you you a musician? Are you a Groupie? Are you just a a sort of business geek? How did you how did you stumble into all this?
2: Yeah, I got tired of being on the road, so I went and definitely got some more education. But I also worked for some people who uh, also advanced my process improvement knowledge, system skills. I'm just a lover of business. I've owned and operated six different businesses. I've been brought in to run three others and turn them around. And then I get out, it's, I'm a, a turnaround kind of guy and a grower. And then I just started finding my passion kept drawing me back to small business owners. That's where my passion lies is because they only know what they know. They need the tools and the skills and that knowledge to, so they can survive and thrive. And that's what I sought out and I started implementing in into my business. I brought in an e-learning academy, which is, has all the tools, resources, Guidance that small business owners can use to help them build their business. I brought on six coaches and a speaker so I can scale. I love getting on stage and sharing what I have to help these business owners really making a a difference and stop beating their heads against the wall because that's what they're doing. A lot of them are just beating their heads against the wall. And especially in 2020, we saw it. A lot of them were just forced out of business because they just didn't know business. They knew their skill, their craft, their trade. They just didn't know business and how to pivot. so That's where I came in.
0: Now, there's a lot of business coaches out there or a lot of wannabe business coaches out there who all, you know, hang out their shingle and they run advertisements saying, you know, we can get you to a million-dollar business in six months or six weeks or six days or whatever. How do you feel about those guys? Because there's a lot of 25- and 30-year-olds out there who are smart.
2: Yeah. We come across them all the time, unfortunately, because they don't have the knowledge, the skill. They've never, like I've focused with small business owners. Well, I've owned and operated six different businesses. It's like, listen, I know what it feels like not to be able to make payroll and those sleepless, sweaty nights. I do know that anxiety. I know the stress on your family. I know what it feels like. It's like that'll separate me. Plus I went in, did actually become a certified business coach. So I wanted to take it up a notch. But those people who are jumping, I call it jumping the cubicle, if you will. So they did one project at their J-O-B and it was a good project and that's all they've ever done. And then they leave that company, hang up a shingle saying that they're now a coach and they're going to put all this fake promises in place. But in reality, they don't understand business or what they're actually doing to help a business owner. They don't know what it feels like, what they're going through as well. And they don't see the end result. The way I look at it, my end result is not just helping a business become surviving and thriving, but build a business that you can, can eventually sell or pass on one day, an actual business, not a hobby. And I'm also saving marriages. I'm improving the economy by the local economy, by improving jobs, feeding back to the economy. And these are the people who are actually supplying your little league teams with their uniforms. Mm-hmm. Most people don't realize it's the small business owners, the real backbone of the economy, and they need the help.
0: Lack of experience. Um, do you see that as as driving poor, well, it's, it's driving poor decision-making in the business owners right now because they don't know any better, but lack of experience in coaches are driving business owners down the wrong path. How do you combat that? And you're not as old as me, but you're heading that direction. In my experience, millennials particularly do not want to learn from people like us uh, how do you How do you combat that?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of there's certain type of business owners that read about someone becoming a unicorn overnight and it's the reality is it doesn't work like that that's that's what the media is feeding you. And meanwhile, Mm -hmm. they're believing they have an idea for an app or something, and it's going to hit, be an instant hit. They're going to make a million dollars, sell it to a venture capitalist, get all this funding. The reality is totally different. You didn't realize that a company like Uber was pounding the pavement and banging on doors for years and years trying to get anyone to give them a buck. Mm -hmm. No one has that story out there, but that's the reality. And they didn't realize it. And they all think like Amazon's this great overnight success, but no one talks about the first 10 years of Amazon and how the guy's eating ramen and using a a door as his desk. Mm. No one brought that up, but those are the realities of it. And these people who jump the cubicle and become a coach and give them this fantasy because that's, what's being fed to everyone in the press. And the reality is to build a long-term sustainable business, you really have to have the right systems and processes in place the best mark good marketing and you actually need to hire the best people out there and they don't realize it's a combination of all these elements not just getting lucky with an app
1: so you worked for the harlem globetrotters yes my heroes i'd love to hear a behind the scenes story from that world because those those are some of the most talented individuals in the history of the world in some ways
2: oh the Those guys are amazing. I mean, I'm telling you right now, but the Globetrotters take these amazing, talented individuals that have a skill. Maybe it's dribbling, shooting, showmanship. It's basically two teams in one. So you have your show team and you have your playing team. And of course, they're always playing against the Washington Generals, right? (laughs) So a lot of it in the show side is very scripted. But when they play, because they have to give their Showtime people a break, it's actual game on. Those guys are extremely talented basketball players. But the showman side, they actually do a boot camp for their recruits, if you will. And they teach them those skills, how to spin the ball on the finger, the tricks, all of those kind of things. And we used to, I used to oversee the warehouse as well. So we used to have all, we'd be making the rubber balls and the deflated balls in the warehouse at like 11 at night because they lost one on the road. So we're sitting there making all the, the props <laughs> and then shipping it out there sometimes. And we even had like basketball hoops that were, I can't remember, it we went up to 25 feet just so we can do the Guinness World records so we had all that kind of stuff around and it was it was kind of fun playing with it i'll tell you that and believe me these guys are pretty darn amazing when you get them up close and they are some phenomenal people so if
1: you were to thread together the eagles and all the other acts and the you know figuring out the excel spreadsheet and all that thread together the warehouse these remarkable sort of creative athletes and how they fit into business, and then all the sort of cats you've herded throughout, gosh, a, a pretty long career, and how that all kind of ties up into the bundle of these short little calls you're doing these days. I don't want, I don't mean little in a bad way, like they're short, they're great, like you, you punchy and quick and and real value. In other words, how would you sum up your whole career until now and then kind of tell folks where to find you?
2: Yeah, well, I've always been learning, learning something new. So even at the Globe Trotters, I came in to turn their merchandising operations around. So they were doing in the hundreds of thousands. My first year was like multi-million. Second year was even, we doubled that. And it was by bringing in e-commerce systems, improving logistics, shipping, those kind of things, just improving the whole operation. Plus, I actually started surveying the crowd at shows. What do you want to see? And so we started targeting our merchandise to the crowd even more. And then all of a sudden our sales started taking off even more. It's not what we liked. It's what they liked. And I think that's going for all business owners, no matter what industry you're in, know who your target market is and satisfied to them. Someone like the Eagles puts out certain type of music. They shifted from country and Western to rock. It was a big shift for them, but they realized that's what their crowd wanted. So they made Mm -hmm. the shift. Pretty good, smart move, I'd say. They kind of launched them into a different realm altogether. They did okay. Yeah, They did okay with that move. (laughs) (laughs) And they're still around. They're still touring, (laughs) So they're doing okay. And they have only a few hits under their belts. Just a couple. But same thing with business owners. You can have a lot of hits under your belts too by just knowing who you serve, what are their problems, how are you the best to solve them. Hire the best people, put in systems and processes in place in your business. So one day when you decide to retire and sell, get that sweat equity out of it. Build that business properly. And to get a hold of me, I have my website, which is bizcoachsteve.com. That's B-I-Z coachsteve.com. Or you could just email me at steve at bizcoachsteve.com. I know. Talk about branding earlier. (laughs) Someone gave me that moniker, and next thing I know, other people started calling me it, and I'm like, you know what? I got to go with the wave, right? You can either go against the wave or go with the wave. this time I went with the wave. Very
0: cool. Well, it's it's been nice talking with you, Steve. Thank you for that.
2: Likewise. Thank you for having me.
0: We keep these conversations short and punchy, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll talk again soon.
1: Excellent. Have a great day we'll work on spinning the uh, basketball on our fingers uh, yeah. off air. If you have any tips, you know, you have to you have to tell us.
2: Yeah, it's on the very tip of your finger. Not the whole <laughs> finger. Nice.
1: Nice. <laughs> All nice. right, take care. Thanks for talking to us. All right, thanks.
0: This has been such a wonderful conversation today. It was surprising, it was intriguing, it was interesting. And this is just an example of the types of guests that we have on the Thought Leader podcast. And we would love you to subscribe so you get to hear the next issue. Or you can visit our our website. Our website is thoughtpartnergroup.com. And at the top, you'll see a little button that says, take the assessment. In one minute, you can take the assessment and get a response from us. We'll read everyone. All right,
1: take care, have a good life, and we'll see you on the next one.